0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to our daily power prayer podcast. We hope these few moments of prayer and Bible reading will empower you to have faith in our creator, live every day in God's word and inspire your family, your friends and community to live for Jesus. Welcome to the Power of Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Sherry T., and this is the best day of our life because God is in control. Our affirmation for today is we are excited, we are blessed, we are grateful, and most of all, we are believers for life. We believe in John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let me say this. To believe in Jesus is to trust in his word and follow his instructions. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of all our sins, create in us a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within us. May the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight. In you we live and have our being. Keep us in the shadow of your presence because we trust in the God of our salvation. Father, we forgive those who trespass against us. Today, we put on the full armor of God in order to stand against the fiery darts and the satanic attacks which comes from the spiritual forces and evil of evil and those who walk in darkness. We speak to the principalities, authorities, powers, and rulers of wickedness and command them to take their hands off our family, friends, community, and our nation. Be blessing and power to our God, who is King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to engross ourselves in your word. We call on Jehovah Rapha, our healer, who heals us of all our diseases, and Jehovah Nissi, our banner, who has delivered us from the desires of our flesh, which are sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition, factions, envy, and alcoholism. Father, we thank you because you have delivered us and you've satisfied us with good things salvation prosperity wisdom knowledge and understanding therefore teach us your ways as we study your word and may the spirit of wisdom and revelation counsel power and might guide us into all truth and show us those things which shall come to pass we plead the blood of Jesus over every unclean and perverse thought that comes from the pain of our past and declare that all negative words spoken against us no longer have power or dominion in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Our reading for today is Romans two seventeen through 29. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, If you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law. If you are convinced that you are the guide for the blind and light for those who are in the dark. An instructor for the foolish and the teacher of little children because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. You then who teach others do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Circumcision has value if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you become as though you have not been circumcised. So then, if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as those who were circumcised? The one who was not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly Nor is circumcision merely outward or physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart, by the Spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. May God bless the hearing and the reading of his word. Let me begin with a quote by Victoria Osteen. At the end of the day, what matters most to God, what moves his heart, isn't our fancy words, our impressive possessions. It's the condition of our hearts. I believe this quote is relevant to our text for today. As we seek to answer the question, are we in need of a spiritual heart transplant? Are we in need of a spiritual heart transplant? There are three points in this text that will answer the question today. The first thing we will discover is that your birthright is no guarantee into heaven. Mm -hmm. The second thing we will discover, are we practicing what we teach? And the last thing we will discover, it is the condition of the heart. Put a bookmark right there and I'll get to that momentarily. Before we get to our text for today, let me review what we have already discovered from chapter 1 until now. Paul, who was in Rome around 57 or 58 AD, to preach to the Gentiles as well as the Jewish community. If I can use my imagination... When a parent is told that they are having fraternal twins, they understand that each child has its own personality. Here, Paul identifies the differences between the Jew and the Gentile. Understanding just because we are now one in Jesus Christ doesn't mean we are the same. Now, Paul has already declared that he is not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god that brings salvation to everyone who believes first the jews then the gentiles see the gospel see for in the gospel the righteousness of god is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last so paul makes this case before the assembly who has slipped into moral corruption ungratefulness and rebellion. This brings us to the first thing we discovered in our text for today where we find Paul speaking to the Jewish community who thinks their Jewishness or birthright gives them a clear path to the kingdom of heaven. Listen as I read verses 17 through 20. Now you call yourself a Jew if you rely on the law and boast in God if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in dark, an instructor for the foolish, and a teacher of little children, because you have in the law the embodiment of the knowledge of truth. The knowledge and truth. Now, even though Paul is speaking to the Jewish community, we can all learn from Paul's message. Here he calls arrogance and pride to the carpet. Just because we are raised in a Jewish or Christian household and have experienced the blessings of Abraham Abraham does not mean that we are better than those who are experiencing social and economic disadvantages. I am reminded when Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish community, went to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God because no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replies to Nicodemus and says that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. This is a reminder that we will not enter the kingdom of heaven just because our parents are Jewish or Christian. See, every person must have their own personal relationship with Jesus the Christ. Over in John 7, verses 45 through 52, the Pharisees thought they were privileged because of their position and did not believe a prophet would come from Galilee. Again, being born Jewish, is no guarantee that you will see the kingdom of heaven. You must be born again by allowing the Holy Spirit to transform your heart. This leads us to the second thing we discovered when we when we are asked the question, are we in need of a spiritual heart transplant? Let's read verses 21 through 23. You then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who do idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? Here, Paul reveals their hypocrisy by asking a series of questions related to the Ten Commandments found in Exodus 20. Many of us claim to have moral standards and beliefs, but our behavior tells a different story. Do we practice what we preach? In Psalms 51, David said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a, right, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. If David, who was a king, confessed his faults, then we must also confess our faults and walk away from hypocrisy and live by the words we speak or be exposed for our hypocrisy. Now, we know we are in need of a heart transplant because our birthright is no guarantee for us into heaven. And because we cannot live by the motto, do as I say, not as I do. This leads us to the last thing we will discover from our text. Listen as I read verses 26 through 29. So then, if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? The one who was not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you even though you have the written code and circumcision. Are you the, are a lawbreaker? A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physically. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit and not by the written code. Now give me about 30 seconds and let me break this down for you. Here is why Paul said, a person is a Jew who was one inwardly and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the Spirit, not by the written code, because the word Jew means one who gives thanks. Therefore, being born of Jewish heritage is more than a birthright, but it is the condition of your heart. Concerning the Gentiles, because the Holy Spirit searches our hearts and examines our minds, God will reward us according to our conduct and according to what our deeds deserve. Here are my final thoughts. Every person who God calls out of darkness will have a spiritual heart transplant. It happens when we have an encounter with Jesus Christ and repent for our arrogance, hypocrisy, and be transformed through the born-again experience because the Holy Spirit has put his words in our hearts and minds. Let us pray. Blessed are you, King of the universe, who gave us the word of truth. Jesus, our Messiah, we declare that heaven is your throne and earth is your footstool. Forgive us because we have trespassed against you. Cleanse our hearts from all unrighteousness and deliver us from evil. Continue to draw us to the living water and the bread of life. Do not remember the sins of our youth or our transgressions. May your will be done according to your loving kindness and tender mercies. Remember you are the God of our salvation. Therefore, instruct sinners in the way because you are good and just. Set everlasting life in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Our God is faithful. The blood of Jesus is working in our favor. We trust only in our God. If we obey his commandments, then no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The blood still works. If we obey his word, we will eat the good of the land. The blood still works. Jesus bore our infirmities and healed us of all our diseases. The blood still works. Fear must submit to our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection the blood still works. The kingdom of heaven lives in us because the blood still works. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Power of Prayer Daily Podcast. Remember, John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life blessing and peace in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen.